0: Part 3, hopefully this is the last part, uh, Birch Torah. We have been discussing and trying to figure out what what exactly is this bracha. So the first week we discussed, is it the Raisa, is it the Rabbanan? Last week, last week it was, we discussed, what did we discuss last week? We discussed the idea that um, Birch Torah seems to be unique, whereas when it comes to the mitzvah sukkah, each time you go in the sukkah, you make a new bracha. Um, When you sit down and eat, right? When it comes to Birch torah, one bracha seems to suffice all day. Why is that? Also, what is this idea of learning right away, singing Yiverecha, do we say it right away? What's exactly is behind that? Today, I want to sc- start from a different angle, but we're going to bring us all, hopefully, all together. That's, for those keeping score in English, 47, 14, says that Nashim a woman makes the blessing of Birch torah. so we, as we know... Women do not have the same obligation as men when it comes to mitzvahs. They are exempt from the mitzvah cessation mangrama. Although when you kind of make a list of all the mitzvahs in, in the Torah that are mitzvah cessation mangrama, time-bound mitzvahs, and you line them up with all the exceptions to the rules, how many do you actually have Were mitzvahs where women are exempt and the men are obligated? Tell me matzah? No, women's obligated to matzah. Uh, so you start going through the list. What, what, do you, what do you think it is? What do you say? 7 or 8. The 7th or 8th actually came up last year in, I think it was Mitzvah Yid and that is, the Mitzvah to write a Sefer Torah. But um, 7 or 8. So, that being said, a woman is not obligated in Talmud Torah. Why not? Not because this Mitzvah Seshachamag mangrama, but rather because there is a special lima, special drasha in, in, the, in the Gemara, based on the Psukim, that you're supposed to teach your children and... Specifically, your male sons, and based off there, we say anyone who's obligated to learn Torah is obligated to, uh, to uh, teach Torah. All right, that's it's actually It's actually a little more complicated. There are a couple other ways to learn it. I think last year we also discussed there was a Nimrami um, and a Natsiv, who uh, as well had a different Russia and, and Sheldon us okay, fine. Point is, women are exempt from Tamil Torah, and therefore, if that's the case, when the Shulchan Aruch says a, a woman make, has an obligation to make the bracha on learning Torah, it's a little bit baffling because it's, you know, imagine the Shulchan Aruch said, uh, Noshim Mivarchez uh, Lulav. Said, what do you mean? They don't make the bracha on Lulav because they're not obligated in Lulav. So what's going on here, right? The Rambam says very, very, says right straight away, mektanev, Torah. Interesting, by the way, the first Rambam in Hilchaz he opens up with who is exempt. Who's exempt? Why is that? So that we can discuss I think maybe Shavuos will discuss it this year Someone remind me Shavuos I want to discuss this Women are uh, They're exempt A child A father's obligated To teach him Fine Okay fine So That is The um that that That's the What? So, it, it's a little bit more... She, yes, the obligation probably to te- have teach teacher's son. Maybe it's, the obligation might be on the Bezden, similar to if a father is not alive, who has to do the bris. exactly. Um, it also happens to be, there's a wider list which we're not going to get into now. There's a mitzvah of Chinuch. Is that, a, is that the Rabban, is, is that the Risa? And who is it, who's obligated in Chinuch? Is it the father and the mother? Is it just the father? Rashi says the, says the father and mother. Rashi, it's like the first Rashi in Chagiga, the second Rashi in Chagiga talks about when they go to, on three times a year, you're supposed to bring everyone to the base of Migdash, You bring your children as well. Why do you bring your children? So uh, Rashi says, the uh, I don't remember the exact language, like, Chayiv, Emo to bring the child L'chancho. So Rashi seems to imply that. Uh, there's a Tosfos, uh, Tosfos Rit, or Tosfos Ri I believe. It says Ri I think, in Yuma. It says very explicitly, the woman's not obligated. Okay, that's not for now. Point is, a woman is asked to make the bracha, and the question again is, why would a woman have to make the bracha? So the Gra says very simply, I'll tell you why the woman has to make a bracha. Raise your hand in this room if any of your wives make the bracha before they shake the lulav. If you don't have a wife, don't have to raise your hand. Great. Says the Gra very simply. He says, um, um." so he says, very simple. He says, the chor, the reason is, haikr is, um, the Nashim called call mitzvahs mangrama. Tosfos writes, a woman's allowed to make a bracha on any mitzvahs mangrama, meaning to say that yes, a woman is not obligated in lulav, but if she decides and elects to shake lulav, so she has the uh, right to shake, to make a bracha on it. So why is a woman making the birchas Torah? It's because of the same way reason why she'll make any other bracha. Now here's the problem, and obviously the Grun knew this. Problem number one is that's not an obligation; it's it's a, it's an option. She has the option if she wants to make the bracha. The Shulchan Aruch says, she, make, she makes the bracha. Implies it's an obligation. So that's number one. Number two is, it's all good and well. You can tell me from today to tomorrow that a woman is allowed to make the bracha. And let's even say we want to read the Shulchan Aruch that, that woman, um, she makes the bracha as if it's an option. But look at this base Yosef. It says the base Yosef, this is found not here. It says, of This is in Hilchas Yesat for below bracha. That a suma, someone who's blind, makes the uh, puts on talis without making the bracha, baturos. Mm-hmm. Meaning to say, as follows, a someone who's blind does not is not obligated in the mitzvah of tzitzis because it says isim you should see them, and someone who's blind cannot see them. That being said, says the beis yosef, if a woman wants to, if, sorry, excuse me, if a blind person decides to elect to wear tzvillin excuse me, they can wear it. But they should not make a bracha on it. Why not? So it says the base Yosef, I'll tell you very simply. Because the, we're going according to the opinion, Lishitasa of the Rambam. And the Rambam famously says, if a woman wants to do a mitzvah she's exempt from, she may do so, but she doesn't make a bracha. Not only she doesn't make it, she's not allowed to make a bracha. Now, we've discussed this in the past. This could come down to the fact that for the Rambam, making a bracha, a bracha levatola, may be an Yishadar Right, we discussed this thing last year. We discussed the mitzvah uh, shvuah the, um, And saying Hashem's name in vain. That for the Rambam, saying Hashem's name in vain might not just be, might not, might not just be in the context of a shvuah, but it could be any time. Meaning to say that if you say God's name in vain by saying a bracha, that it's bracha levatala. that might be a deraisa, Which is also why you read Chacham He's constantly saying, Suffer brachos, hakel. Not just because brachos are bottom, but also because the flip side is, it's, you're being really machmir on a reisa, uh, You're being stringent on the, the biblical prohibition of saying God's name in vain. So you put that all together, it's very possibly the Ramam says the reason why a woman is not allowed to opt, opt in to make a bracha is because she can She's really exempt from it. Okay. Aval, Rabbi Tam, Rabinu Tam was Rabbi Yaakov who lived in France, who was an Ashkenazi. He writes. <speaking in Hebrew> So he thinks, in a time things, a woman is allowed to, or a blind person is allowed to make a bracha if they want. So what we have here is a major machlokas, which is, has huge ramifications between the Rambam and Tosavos, although we noted that the root of the machlokas might not be really, this might just be a a be a ramification. The root of the might actually be how we view saying God's name in, in vain, not in vain. But we have a major machlokas. Rambam says, a woman is not allowed to opt in to make a bracha. Tosav says they could. Says the base Yosef, says the base Yosef, Lenin halacha. What's the halacha? How do we paskin? Naktin and kairambam. I'm a Svardi. I paskin like the Svardi. The Savit Brachas, is lahakel. Okay. So the Beis Yosef paskins, a woman is not allowed to make a bracha. Now here's the problem. Who wrote the Beis Yosef? Rabbi Yosef. Who wrote the Shulchan Aruch? Rabbi Yosef Cairo. So when the Gras says, you know why the Shulchan Aruch says a woman's allowed to make a bracha? Because she's just opting in the same way the Tosuf says she's always allowed to opt in. Excuse me. But the, Beis, but the Shulchan Aruch wrote, in the base Yosef The reason a woman can opt in Is according to Tosvos And we reject Tosvos Now we are Ashkenazim We follow the Ramah The Ramah follow, uh, is in line with Tosvos But if you want to tell me The, sh- the reason that the Shulchan Aruch Says a woman can make a bracha Is because she's allowed to opt in Well that's not true That's not consistent That doesn't go here And therefore we're left With her opening question Why in the world Give a second Why in the world Would the Shulchan Aruch say a woman is allowed to Or obligated to make a bracha on the Torah When she's not obligated In the mitzvah Yeah Then that would apply to the Brahma did,
1: did The, Rambam that was also the Rambam, so it maybe subversus right.
0: No, but still, but still the obligations on the men. The obligations on the men. So it, according to the Rambam we'll get this later, if a man doesn't know if he made a, the Bracha on uh did I mm-hmm. make it, did I not make it? I woke up so early in the morning, you don't make it again. But it would come to be if you if you assume it's Darisa, he would make it again. But a woman's not obligated in it. But she's still doing, doing the mitzvah, and the bracha is their rights on the mitzvah. Yeah, but but she's she, she opting into it. Now you're in, and you're raising a different, a different uh, more of a, a, a philosophical issue, or less, more. I can say philosophical, and that is, in general, when you opt into do a mitzvah versus someone who has a full obligation. What is the relationship? And I'll tell you, a major place where this plays out is as follows: If I am biblically mandated to make a bracha and you were rabbinic you can't necessarily make the bracha to help me fulfill my, be mozi me this can come up with uh... this can come up with kiddush You can come up with birchas hamazan um, that, that's where it would play out that's a, it's a more... I, I call it philosophical but, but let's, let's leave it at that I hear what you're saying, I, I, I don't think it's... again, I think the bigger issue really is a woman is, is exempt not only is she exempt, she's not allowed to for some reason the says oh, she's allowed to the girl's like, oh, because you're was, look, for the girl, the girl knew this ma'chol is ram and to the girl knew more to her than anyone else alive the gro is a very confident person. My guess is that the gro was basically saying, "I don't, I don't really care what the shocherach says. The fact is that a woman can make a bracha. It's because we follow, we follow tosos. You know, it's a, it say. I don't care what the gro. It's the <laughs> gro. The, the, the you know, there's a, a um, nigerus from the chaznish. Yeah, the chaznish, the chaznish. the was writing. He was responding to someone who, who was like who wrote something "I don't know it's against the gro. I don't remember what it was." He basically writes, "Look, every generation there's like those there those leaders Hanasi, the mesorah is like Hanasi, and the Rashba, the Rambam, the Rashba, the Grah, Like he puts them in that in the category of like the okay. So what, what's the case here? So the Mogen of says, I have a very simple solution. It Says the Mogen of Ram as follows. Ready for this? Noshem Chayavos. The the Shalem. One minute, a woman is obligated to learn Torah. Why is she obligated to learn Torah? Because." she got to know stuff Exactly How could she operate a business If she doesn't know Chosh and How can she kosher kitchen If she doesn't know The laws <laughs> of kashras How could she Therefore Therefore Says the Mogadav Ram The Chayev Is a little shalahem She has to her brachos, Fine And just take her bonos And she's high In part of tefillah And therefore She makes the bracha Now We're going to Argue with this Mogadav Ram First of all so again, why does Shoknar say she's obligated? Because she is obligated to learn. She's obligated to learn because she, has, she needs to know. Right? Part of part of the reason we learn Torah is Now here's the problem. First of all, you can uh, well Tishop of Morning, do we make when do we make Brichstora? Make it morning, we make it in the, in the, in the time, right? When do we say herbanos? We we we, we, david, we david I just thought of this right now Literally just now We, we normally say If something is part of standard davening you, you can say it It's not considered The din of Tamatora. Okay, but let's leave this out The bigger issue is The, the bigger issue is, is as follows um, The bigger issue is It says the, uh, the gram Or Moshe Salvechik This that This that a woman is learning In order to do is that Talmud Torah or is that Heksher Mitzvah? I mean to say as follows. Who here makes a bracha when they tie the luluf? The whole reason we oh, say the Torah is because we're constantly thinking about. Correct. our argument. But part of that constant thinking about Torah is oh, what do I do in this situation? It's practical. Well, you're, that, that, you're about to tell me. That's no, that was, that, that, was my, that was my that was my interpretation. That was my interpretation. The fact is that we're constantly thinking about Talmud Torah. It's in our minds. I add it in because you know when you when you when you uh, get up in the morning, you think, oh, I'm doing some and this. Well, this. I'm just when I saying part of the literal practical is, I mean, part of the little thinking about it, It's practical of constantly worrying about what you're doing and what you're not doing. If I'm mean doing that, then then how are you arguing that it's that it's something? Because it's on your to- Torah is on your mind. You Always should be learning. That, 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 that's what Tosva says. Um, but here, let's just, just, just go back for a second here. Wh- you don't make a bracha when you tie your, t- t- your, your little love. Most assume you don't make a bracha when you make your sukkah, although there is an argument from the Yushalmi that building a sukkah is a mitzvah. The point is, machshiri mitzvah, preparations for mitzvah, so we don't make a on. So the Ram want to argue, and again, you, you can argue with this and you have a fair line of reasoning, that... If you're just, she's just learning in order to do. That's purely machshire. It's purely preparatory, and therefore she should not have to make a bracha on that. And we're back to square one. So what's the answer? Comes along the grizz briskerov, or the rub in some circles, and he says as follows. He says as follows. He says vehine. This that women are exempt are obligated to Torah, but they're exempt from Talmud Torah. So Why are they making the bracha? <laughs> and he says, and he, then he quotes the Rambam in terms of the they can't opt in. Because I heard the following p Basically, I heard from my father of Chaim Salavechik as follows. The Birchas ain't al ha mitzvah We're not making the bracha on the fact that we're fulfilling an obligation to learn. It's not like I make a bracha on lulav, so I, I don't know, I'm picking lulav today, so I make a bracha so I can do lulav. Then I'm making a bracha so I can fulfill a mitzvah. Birchas the Torah is not a, mitzvah, a bracha on the mitzvah. Or to go back to last week, it's not a birchasa mitzvah. Remember, we brought up last week if it's a mitzvah, then immediately after you make the bracha, you have to learn, you have to do it. Well, one minute we don't necessarily have to. Tosas had a clever reason because maybe all day we're involved in the mitzvah. Says, says, and says the, um, the rav No, we're not making a bracha on the kiem of the mitzvah on the on the action of fulfilling the mitzvah. Raktu din atzmo. It's a special din. It's a special bracha. Why? The Torah boi bracha. Torah requires a bracha. The fact we have Torah requires a bracha, or I would say it's a birchas ha shevach. It's a bracha of praise. The fact of Torah, it's a bracha of praise. Birchas Hashava, as it says in brachos. Um Fine. And then he says, "Ein zed din shishaich lemitzvah klof." Not a din. The bracha. Rak Torah atzmo to in a bracha. So vaanaship there is rak mitzvah Torah, watorav. Ein mafkiusa beatzmo chefta shaltama Torah. A woman may be uh, may be exempt from the technical obligation to study Torah. But, she's, but she still has the obligation to praise God for the fact that we have Torah. She lives a life of Torah. The Birch and this is actually found in the Rishon, if you recall, the very first week when we began this, what did the Rambam say? The Rambam's like, excuse me, the Rambam's like, Rambam, you left out the Mitzvah Talmud Torah. Right? Remember this? What did the Rambam say? How did he call the Mitzvah Talmud Torah? He says, Mitzvah shetavu Sh'tavu L'Hodos L'Shem Yisbarach It's a Mitzvah to praise God. The anytime we read Torah on this great gift that He's get done for us, why that give us the Torah, etc.? So this is borne out in the Rambam itself, in the Ramban itself. In fact, I can, I'm going to make an argument really quickly that even for the Rambam, I mean the Griz is making in the Rambam. It's clearly a Birch hashavah as well. Why? It's a bracha of praise. So one is we see the fact that what means obligated in it. Number two is where does the Rambam put the, the mitzvah of Talmud, to make a bracha of Talmud Torah? The halachah, excuse me, of Talmud Torah. To, where did the rabbi put the halachas of birchas Torah? Not in hilchas tamat Torah, but actually in hilchas Tfila. Why would he put it in the laws of tefillah? Again, because it's more of a to aspect to it. It's a We're blessed to God. We're saying, Asher kolamim, you, you chose us from all the people to give us this Torah. Also, just parenthetically, I saw where David Broski pointed this out. I didn't see anywhere, anywhere else. He argued that there are potentially only two brachas dar dar Birchas ha'maz and birchas the Torah. And they're both the same nature, both birchas shevach. Note that as well. I thought that was an interesting point. What emerges from this discussion this is a quote from the chief rabbi of Linden, me, in an article I wrote once. What emerges from this discussion is a powerful message about our relationship to the Torah. Our link to the Torah transcends the individual obligation to learn, and it's about the place Torah has in the life of every Jew. The bracha birchas the Torah that we make each morning celebrates this relationship and serves as a reminder of how fortunate we are to have been chosen from all the nations and given the Torah. It is no wonder that the Mishneh writes that birchas the Torah is a blessing we must make with great simcha, great joy. Again, because it's not just about the technical we're not making, it's not just a birkhasa mitzvah, it's a birkheshvach, it's a it's, it's it's a fundamental mitzvah where bracha where we're basically saying, God, thank you for all you did for us. In fact, it's possible that if one forgets to make a birch a Torah, or excuse me, doesn't remember if they made a birch a Torah, they only repeat Ashurbach harbano, That part of it. Right there, there's, there's I think Ramosha Feinstein says that. Because that's the bracha, that's that's the greater bracha, the broader bracha. It also happens to be, and this is we'll discuss probably Shavuos again, only five months from now, four and a half months from now, uh, that there's two out there's two aspects of Talmud Torah. There's learning to to, to to act. There's learning that goes above and beyond that. And we will tie this all that will round this all out. We'll have to wait till we get there. Point is, according to this approach, which I think is a very important approach. The reason we make Birchus the Torah is not just because we're about to learn Torah today, but it's about, it's about starting our day and thanking God, who gave us the Torah, that we live a life that has Torah in it. Whether you're a man or a woman, a slave, everyone therefore is obligated to be the Torah. And to end with the words of Reverend Licht, this Dean writes as follows. He writes, To learn Torah without a preceding bracha does not merely constitute failure to fulfill a particular halacha, it entails, and here we point to our point of departure, missing the essence of Torah itself. Learning without praise, thanksgiving, and petitionary aspiration is learning which fails to realize the joy and the marvel, the awe and the wonder of Talmud Torah. To learn with indifference or even presumed dispassion, objectivity, grounded in intellectual curiosity, is to reduce Devar Hashem to an academic. In effect, such learning disregards, perhaps even implicitly denies the new character of Torah, small wonder then, that there is an Isser. We're trying to, again, frame Tamatora Torah as not just an intellectual... Uh, pursuit But it's about Tvar Hashem It's about encountering the Divine In fact as we Noted also last year The uh, What is the service of the heart Says the Safri as well And the Raman quotes it The dual connection Between Tama Torah And Tfilah Both being some way Of encountering Hashem This theme is complemented By the elaboration Of the Maharao Addressing himself To the Gemara Nadar Which he opened up with Three weeks ago He asked How is it conceivable the Rav have interpreted the pasuk as describing the, the, the summation of the land to the failure to scribe the Torah when the Navi repeatedly saw it as caused by the most heinous of sins: idolatry, fortification, and murder. Right? Remember, we had this Gemara: Amah of the because they didn't make a Bark baruch Which was it? That was a Shachasariyeh. For what it was, we want to say for the fact that the land was destroyed because they didn't make the Baruch first. Leaving aside the um, the drush we can get from the Gemara leaving aside the moral message we can get from it, he said that proves it's clear the Risa, we wouldn't have lost the land. Okay, but says the Morales, explain the Gemara. Why was the land destroyed when clearly there were many worse sins happening in Israel? But you're going to say it's because we didn't make a rock on Tamatora. What's going on here? Even if you want to say you treat it as an intellectual pursuit. Okay, but murder seems to be worse. Because no, 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 no. It's about framing our life. He responds unquestionably, it was over these, as in idolatry, murder, fornication... The country was punished. Rav, however, sought to confront another question: If, as Chazal assumed, people, when engaged in Talmud Torah, how could they have become so degenerate and dissolute? How can you have people become so they live lives of of this uh, uh, degeneracy when they're learning Torah all the time? Where was the illuminating and ennobling influence of Talmud Torah? For its light stimulates regeneration. With respect to this query, Rav responds that those who fail to utter Birch's Torah, who therefore implicitly approach learning without tremendous awe, regulating confrontation with the divine word to the exercise of rational inquiry, are impervious to that light. Only when Torah is perceived as it is and related to as such does genuine and pervasive spiritual illumination occur. By the same token, the sense of Torah's uniqueness is the spirit in which we, who do receive the Torah, suffused by the duty to persist, brimming with prayerful anticipation of joy, filled with humble gratitude for having been singled out as the chosen recipients of their own Torah, approach it. Above all, overwhelmed by the sheer marvel and the words of the Torah in the the final phrase alludes to, and in this bracha, once you think of the convocation at Sinai, that he chose us from among all the nations, brought us near to Mount Sinai, and made us to hear his word out of the fire, and gave us his sacred Torah, which is the basis of our lives. His precious vessel, which he reveals daily. So what Rav saying is, it wasn't that we were destroyed because of Talmud Torah. We were destroyed because of all of our sins. But The question that the Gemara is trying to figure out is how do we fall so low when we're, when we're learning Torah? And the answer is, when you fail to perceive Torah as encountering the divine, so then you're impervious to the effects of, the, the positive effects on Torah on your life. So with that, I hope we can all... Remember to make to Torah, the but also as we make it, remember Ashabakh Banbi Kolamim is not just is not just God chose us, but more than that, this is the basis of our lives, this is the way we're gonna approach the day. That the whole day, as the as the toast tells us, should be suffused with this idea that Torah brackets, Torah provides a scaffolding to our life. Have a wonderful week.